This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly Welcome, welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. First Facebook talk show, THN, cover to cover. Guess what? We're not the only one. There's a show called Amazing Spider Talk. What? Yeah, and they have callers and stuff, too. So we're not the only one anymore. But I like they the thing. They just talk problems? about spiders then, right? I don't know. They, all they do is talk about spiders? I think it's, yeah, just like arachnid talk. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know if they have live-in callers or not, but they do have callers. So mad props to them. They are ripping us off. Whatever. Every Saturday from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time, we do this myself, Joe Patrick. Say hello, Joe. Hello. From the Mobile Ziggurat. And our third head, Willie Toots. That third head can change sometimes. It has been tooth lately. I think you guys are digging it. But we talk all things comics with you nerds, and we do it live. You can call us at 402-819-4894. You can click the Facebook call now button. But if you want to get it. If you can find it. If you can find it. (laughs) If you can't do that, if you can't do it live, you can leave us a message. Say you're trying to get through, and you can't because too many jerks are calling. I get that. It's a first world problem, but it happens, right? Leave us a message. We will get to you. During the week, you're doing nerd stuff. You see a movie. You read a comic book. You play a video game. You go to WWE Live or something. You want to rap about it. Shoot us a message, right? Call. Look, I don't want to spend all hour talking about fucking wrestling, okay? (laughs) You can email us at twoheadednerd at gmail.com and leave us an MP3 there. Before we start taking phone calls, though, traditionally, Mr. Joe Patrick hits us with the question of the week. I have it right here in front of me. Prove it. This this week's question comes from the new Goocher, the reigning Goocher, Phil Lee. The Gooch. Phil. Via the THN The Gooch. Lee. Yeah. He says, I watched Batman Ninja this weekend and it got me thinking, what comic book character or property would work in a different era or genre? So we're talking some real Elseworlds stuff here. Right on. He goes on. Would the Punisher be the be better suited as a wandering gunman dispensing frontier justice. How about the teen Titans as a greaser gang rumbling with other gangs like infinity Inc or the outsiders. (laughs) I love a gang called infinity Inc. (laughs) We're infinity Inc, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he also has a bonus question because he was thinking about this while stumbling home from a local bar. What is your favorite fictional bar? Love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. So we got a bonus question. Cool. Other stuff I want to talk about today. Infinity Warps. It's coming from Marvel. They are, remember Amalgam Comics, or as we like to refer to it, Amaglam? Amaglam. They are amalgamating their own characters. (laughs) Do you care? The Return of Shatterstar is getting a miniseries. Oh, sweet. There's new Firefly comics from Boom. That is fun. We have to talk about the Batman, Catwoman, Wedding Spoiler. Okay. And it's full on spoilers now. It's out there. I want to talk about it. What'd you think of the end? What'd you think of the wedding? What'd you think of the New York Times ruining things? Does it upset you? We want to talk about Ant Man and the Wasp came out Thursday. I saw it last night. No spoilers. 
No spoilers yet. Next week, we'll open the floodgates on that. We need to give people some time to see it. But I want to know, what you think? The nitpicker's got him. He's gonna, he was, wants to talk now, I bet, already. Let's get into it. The phone lines are open. We want to talk to you about this and more. But while we are waiting, let's check in with a friend of ours that we haven't heard for a little while. Uh-huh. Hi, guys. This is Ian. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say sorry for not being around lately. Hey. Uh, stuff happens, and uh, there's really only one thing I've really got to say to both of you, and that is live from wherever I've been for the last few weeks. This is Stately Lord <laughs> Fungus returning to the airwaves to tell you all about my new book, I Fought Coleslaw and Coleslaw Won. <laughs> you may have noticed... Poor start there. You may have noticed that I've been absent from the show recently. This is due to me trying a new method of podcast communication with THN based on the science of unconscious podcasting. In a nutshell, I wait until around 15 minutes before the show starts and run headfirst into a wall, thus rendering myself completely unable to move or think for a number of hours. During this time... I transmit subconscious messages into the crotch of Matt Balm with a view to awakening <laughs> some form of primitive penis talk. I knew I'd felt So something. far, I've delivered some of my best work and have answered every single question of the week since May. But alas, I recently found out that Matt has been storing my trouser talk for his own nefarious purposes Aww. and using my swollen tip chat <laughs> to power his own version of Black Lightning's suit something he wears when chatting to local stray animals at 2am on a Thursday. That's supposed to be a secret. (laughs) Now, having suffered most of my life with demonic possession and also an unyielding desire to give Belinda Carlisle an Indian head massage, (laughs) I thought I'd give you my answer to the question of the week. I would absolutely throw my eyeballs into the moon for a chance to see Clark Kent in the role of an Indiana Jones, Alan Quatermain-type explorer, travelling across the world in search of ancient Egyptian tombs and fighting tribes of murderous zombies in the darkest jungles of Africa. I don't know if Africa has jungles, by the way. Clean-cut local reporter in a small (laughs) English newspaper and bringer of justice to the darkest parts of the earth, all while his arch-nemesis, wealthy shipping magnate Lexington Luther II, Mm. works against him to bring around the return, or about, the return of a dark Lovecraftian entity he has been communicating with using a mysterious green rock he discovered in the Midwest of a young America. Clark would be joined on his adventures by his team of friends, some of whom may have powers of their own. Okay, look, I know that's a little bit Justice League as League of of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Fuck me, I can't talk this week. I'm out of practice. League of (laughs) Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, I still can't say it. But it sounds fun, and I'd pay to read a six-issue mini of that. As for my favourite fictional bar, it will always be the bronze. There's just myself, Amy Mann, and Willow sipping magic rum and dancing like a 90s goon. Mm. So, this one time I was playing a gig with Love Fungus and a guy shouted from the crowd, Hey, fatty, this music is all well and good, but tell us what you've been reading lately. <laughs> so I grabbed the mic and I told him that I've reread all of Metal and it's still one of DC's best events in years, apart from the blatant rip-off of Judge Death, which is the Batman who laughs. Yeah. Shush. Yes. And also, on the advice of one Brian Domingos, I've partaken in a number of Warren Ellis novels, which, as pre- Predictably sensational as they are, have kept me going for weeks. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that, my friend. 
We've almost finished season two of Luke Cage and I have to say it's fantastic. Okay, Cottonmouth was a brilliant character, but the empathy you feel for Bushmaster and the total black-hearted wickedness of Mariah is just something else. Yeah. I think this is the best Marvel Netflix since Punisher and it wipes away a lot of the bad feeling around the Defenders. You know, I bet you are sitting there getting a bit damp just thinking about the return of the Queen's English segment, aren't you? Yes! Well, I've got good news for you, because as it happens, I have a phrase. This week's handy put-down is knob-thatching muckspout. Say it with me like the world knows you want to. Knob-thatching muckspout. It means a person who talks continuous shit, but also wears a wig. In context, ye gads, man. Just listen to that knob-thatching muckspout chatting about the girth of his toupee. <laughs> right. In the immortal words of Mother Teresa, fuck this sat of sweaty balls. I'm off to the park to fight swans. <laughs> Later, nerds. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. Welcome That's home. a joy. Stately that Lord that. Fungus. Miss that guy. Uh, oh. Was it Brian Domingos or JD Got a Catch that recommended the Warren Ellis novels? I don't know. I mean, it could have been Brian Domingos. It could have been talking on the uh, forums. There's no way for us to ever know, unfortunately. He's the Lord God Emperor of the forums, so. Yep. Uh, Solid picks, though. The Bronze from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's a fun one. Quality hangout. That's cute. I like it. But if I had to pick one from the Buffyverse, it would be uh, the bar in L.A. that Angel used to hang out at. Elysium, I think it was called. Oh, uh, with Lorne, the karaoke team. Yeah, I love that part. (laughs) Thank you for calling THN cover to cover right. caller. Who this? Hey, it's Frank Cirillo. Frank. Don't to call. I'm calling. Frank Cirillo. Frank. Welcome aboard. Cirillo. Are you kidding hey, me? Okay, you got the volume down. I'm not kidding. Okay, we were stuck. Yeah, in I got time. the volume down. What do we want to rap about today, Frank? Welcome aboard. Hey, man, this is my hey first time caller, long time listener. I love, it. Yeah, I love nice it. Nice work, sir. Nice work. What are we wrapping but about? I'm not that guy. Okay, well, we're talking about. He's uh, not first time, long time, is what he's Fox. saying. They, they buy in Fox. And what are you more excited about? Getting the FF into the MCU or the X Men into the MCU? Let me tell you, my my point is I'm, I'm excited about the, about the FF. Mm-hmm. Not, not as much about the X Men. I kind of see the X Men just being in the moon universe and not interacting because it's kind of the way they were back in the sixties. You didn't have a lot of interaction with them, but you had more interaction with the FF and the Avengers and the FF and individual characters like Namor and Hulk and guys like that. What do you guys think? No, I, okay. I'm with you in the sense that we know we're going to get a fantastic four movie first. Because it's been a while and they have nothing to lose. Whereas the X-Men were all still very close to that. It all just happened. I'm not saying that all of it's been great. Obviously, we didn't, I didn't care for that last X-Men movie very much. I thought Apocalypse was pretty weak. Now. Yeah. But the X-Men films and their spinoffs have been a hugely successful franchise. Yes. And there are a few gems. No, definitely. Uh, whereas right. we have never gotten a good Fantastic Four movie, in my right. opinion. Yeah, that's true. Oh, no. We are doing FF movie. I have a feeling when they do it, they're going to do something like the FF were there, they were a thing in the Marvel Universe, they vanished, and now they're back. You know, sort of. Kind a- of like what it seems like they're doing with Captain Marvel. So, yeah, something along those lines. And it would not surprise right. me if they hint at that in one of these upcoming events. Like they've films. been lost in the negative zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some along those lines. Dude. 
Can I just say that's exactly the thought that I had was that they were lost in the negative zone since the 60s. Why not? And they oh, just, yes. that, would be, that would be awesome. Why not? Because awesome yeah. then you get, you get that classic FF look and they come back and they're like, hey, check it out. There's like, this team was like something in the 60s and they disappeared. Right. And they've been in the negative zone and, and time runs differently there so they could still be you know, like the age they were and not in their, in their prime. Yeah. Like they felt like they were gone for 15 minutes and it turns right. out like, no, you were gone for like yeah. 60 years almost. Oh, yeah. see, like, I think it would be, I think it would be cool. Like, so to explain why nobody knows who they are, they disappeared not very long after they get their powers, but mm. they spend okay. that, that equivalent amount of time in the negative zone. Yeah. They just don't age so that when they emerge, they're still, they're very skilled like the FF. Oh, right? sure. Okay. Fair they're, enough. They're not mm. like newbies. Yeah, sure. Okay. So they That's lived cool. all that time, but like, like Frank said, time works differently, so they're still in their prime. Right. And then they come out in uh, the old classic suit, and yes. then you get a glimpse of them in it before they put them in a modern suit. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, man. Yeah, that would, I, I'm, I'm excited for the, for the Look, FF, guys, really I think am. we just yeah. wrote this Fantastic Four movie. Who <laughs> yeah. do we got to call? <laughs> Marvel, Who's you're got welcome. Kevin Feige's number? There we go. We got your writer's room right here. Okay. <laughs> The X-Men, though, that's going to be tougher. I don't know how they're going to approach that Reboot. other than wiping the slate clean. Reboot and that shit. Doing I something along the lines. Want. Yeah. Something along the lines of like, well, oh, babies are, or kids are like starting to show powers for no reason. I'm mm-hmm. over the first class version of the X-Men. Like, I'm just over it. I am, too. I think you do it where like all of a sudden the media is starting to take notice of mutants. But mutants have been around quietly for a long time. Yeah, and the really- X-Men have been there operating in the background, taking care of their mm. own mutant kind type thing. You know? Like maybe the inciting event is that like Magneto has finally had enough of this shit. And he, <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. Where and like, he strike like, you know, it's X-Men number one, right? Magneto goes to Cape Canaveral. Yeah. And he mm. tries to, to do whatever it was he was trying to do there. Yeah. Um, and uh, steal a rocket. Space. I don't know. Ben metal. Ben metal. <laughs> he was trying to be yeah. 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 um, And so like the first public <laughs> sighting of mutants captured on the news is Magneto's attack. Yeah. Like before and this, th- and then that's the revelation mutants of the X-Men. were like an urban myth. Like, Oh man, I heard about this kid that could fly or whatever. <laughs> like right, yeah. this mm. kid that shot lasers out of yeah. his eyes. It turns out it's all true. And it's just been kept very quiet by government agencies, by I mean, the X-Men themselves. Keeping what everything are we doing quiet, recording a podcast? You know? I know we should be writing this <laughs> shit, right? So I'm excited for it, but you have to approach it a totally different way. And I mean, I think so too. Even yeah. just like imagine when they announce that they're going to cast a new Wolverine. Can you imagine the nerd fights that are going to take place on Twitter? Dude, of course, it's going to yeah. be bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, some- you know, I, I one of the things I am looking forward to is seeing that Hulk and Wolverine battle. That'll be really cool. But oh. you know, you got to cast if a new they Wolverine. Do that. I mean, Hugh Jackman he made that role his own. Yeah. But bottom line, he's 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 you know he's getting up there. He doesn't want to have to like. Yeah. I sure heard an interview with him. He's like, yeah, I don't ever want to have to work out that hard in my life ever again. No, I totally I get mean, it. He looked amazing, but you know, he's old man. Logan. Now. To get- <laughs> <laughs> he, is, yeah, right. he is old man. Logan now. You know what I mean? <laughs> what if they do that with him? Oh, Poor yeah. guy, Frank. Ooh, it, uh, thank you for calling buddy. This was great. Hey man. Hey, I'm going to try to call as much as I can. I'm off for the summer. So you absolutely should. All right, brother. Welcome aboard. We're going to open right. this up to some more callers, but thank you for your call. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Oh, no problem. Take care. Have a good Take one. Take easy, Frank. Hey. You too. Have a good day. I want to touch on something that uh, Lord Fungus brought up when he was talking about Luke Cage. 
about how it wiped away some of the bad feelings from Iron Fist and the Defenders. I will give him, yes, it did a little bit, but they kept talking about Danny Rand, Danny Rand, Danny Rand, Danny Rand, and Danny Rand never shows up. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> he does show up oh, in one episode. Okay, well, I'm not there yet, so. Spoiler! Yeah. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? JD got a catch. catch. JD, uh, JD, how are we, sir? Catch them all. Doing good, doing good. Nice. What do we want to rap about today, sir? Uh, well, start with one of the answers of the week. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, my favorite fictional bar uh, would have to be uh, McAnally's Pub in uh, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files. Oh, okay. Mm. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've actually brought up Dresden at all in... But uh, for my favorite non-funny book series, that's probably top of the list for me is Dresden Files. I have read the first two books. They are wonderful. I never really fell in love with the comic book adaptations. I watched the TV Um, show until it got canceled. (laughs) The TV show was pretty good. Uh, The TV show was good, but... It wasn't as good as the uh, books. Yeah, and there are so many things that they just missed yeah <laughs> and and you know and that you know it was uh, a typical sci-fi channel adaptation well and it was the same something. with the comics yeah. it's like jim butcher built such a big huge rich oh. world around the dresden well, yeah. files and the comics and this is nothing against like the comic media you can do that but it's tough mm-hmm. in 32 pages to establish that's, a, that's the nature of the beast beast with any adaptation yeah. right this is not going to you you're it's not gonna pull 100 percent, and you don't have the time to do the world building right. because you've got to sell six issues or you're canceled you know well yeah yeah what well, i think the comic adaptations especially the later ones the earlier ones the the first couple that were actual like welcome to the jungle and the one that was actually an adaptation of the first book i didn't really dig and i think part of it was the art yeah uh, the art was weak was subpar it was you know your typical uh, dynamite, um, licensed property shit. Yeah. But, uh, the original stories that he's been doing since then, like wild cards and downtown, uh, have been really, really good. And they really, I think gotten into a groove and he has gotten his comic writing chops together that he's been doing that. But you know, there's, there's 19 Dresden books. Yeah. And that's another, thing to, that's another thing to take into account is like four or five short story collections. You can you write know? books. That's great. You're obviously a writer, but writing comics is a whole nother beast, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And he's even admitted that, you yeah. know, he had to have help in the beginning and, you know, and I know a lot of novelists that have said that like Stephen King, when he did the beginning of American vampire, yeah. you know, he, you know, Scott Snyder was like, I was terrified because I had to edit king yeah <laughs> hey guess what that book got way better when his part was over i totally agree when stephen king <laughs> really when stephen did. king left that book it got great <laughs> he only wrote the backups i believe he did but stephen they king were split yeah, into- said like he hates writing comics he hates it because it's yeah. like he in his books he can go on and on like he can have whole chapters about one character's thought or something whereas in comics oh yeah or he can have whole chapters about uh, a gross old lady getting raped by a guy with a gun <laughs> or <laughs> a bunch of little kids gang banging their female friend uh, hey okay, man okay, okay. Nice. i'm going to change the subject real quick thank you all <laughs> Look, right Stephen king i'm just saying that dude's got some issues He's a horror yeah. writer. Let's uh, change the subject. No, I, I, said on the, moving. I said on the Facebooks a while back that there was a book I wanted to talk about real quick, and I picked up a new book, uh, I think, last week 
uh, called the Arcane Cocktail Enthusiast. Yeah, you've mentioned yeah, yeah. that. Yes. It's so good. And it's, and the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it's part of the, it's, it's published by Comixology. Okay. And it is the best example of straight up indie comics. I think I've seen in forever, you this know, is, this is a it, Comixology original Cloud jumper studios, which is you go to the website and it's literally this guy's Tumblr page. So is this a, <laughs> is this a Comixology original? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, just, well, actually, it's not through the Comixology original. This is just published by Comixology. Okay, so it's they not like in it. the include. It's not included in that promotion that they have. But yeah, this is just Jeff Ryder and David uh, Pupo, I guess. Okay. And I mean, it's just ground up. I mean, just like ground level street, you know. Just you call indie sorry. comics. The arcane cocktail enthusiast. Yeah, and it's about this girl that or this this young lady that inherits a bar from her dad and also finds out that, you know, she's from a magical lineage. And, but as opposed to like trying to defend the world or anything like that, no, she just uses magic to make really cool cocktails. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe the, I believe the indie comics self-publishing platform is called Comicsology submit. Oh, okay. yes, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. All right. You well, know, and it's just for someone like me who literally, I mean, I, I banked my head against that wall for five years you know, trying to get a, trying to get a script submitted and, right. and accepted by somewhere, you know, Oni or anywhere else. It's you know, hard. It just gives me hope, you know, that there's, there's guys that are doing it and, yeah. it's, and, it's, and it's working for him. And, you know, so that is it was awesome. really good. And I suggest everyone get on it so that support this, you know, ground level stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, got, our buddy, our buddy, Alan, cocktail uh, who is, our buddy, Alan, who is new mutant on Twitter. Uh, he had to like take several swings to get his book onto comiXology. Yeah. It's not easy. And he finally did it. So that's great. Good for yeah, these it's guys. It's worth yeah. the hard effort, but it's a hard effort. We'll have to check that out. The arcane cocktail enthusiast. I will. Definitely- yeah. And Matt, Matt, for you, I think you'd like it is because there's, there's a cocktail recipe at the back. Awesome. That's always fun. <laughs> I love that. And I think, I think that's the intention is that there's going to be a new recipe at the end of every issue. I love that. So I kind of. I want it to keep going. I love when they do stuff like that in comics. Like whenever they'll have like, uh, like the writer will be like, well, here's the soundtrack. This is what I was listening right, to yeah, when I wrote yeah, yeah. this yeah. or like, here is like the recipe for what they ate, you know, or it's yeah, like immersive. a cocktail recipe. It's so cool. I love that. Stuff. Or even like when you read like a D and D comic and they're like, Oh, and here's the monsters hit points and their, and yeah. their card right. in the back or whatever. That stuff's so cool. I love that. I think shit. the first time I ever saw that was, uh, in a Brian Wood comic, like demo maybe. Yeah. He had the soundtrack like 15 years ago and he was like, here's the soundtrack that I listened oh, to no. while I wrote this issue. You know what? I mentioned it on the show before we, uh, Scud, the disposable assassin, he would always do a uh, voice casting for like what oh, you should think no. of the characters <laughs> like speaking. Like Scud was nice. John Malkovich was always a voice, but then he also had a soundtrack for everything that was going on, including like record skips on page, whatever, That's you know, funny. and you're like, Oh man. <laughs> It was so, so cool. On the Facebooks, I put up the poll to see who was all was interested in having a meetup after the con. Yeah. Uh, we got about six responses so far. So You mean 600? Uh, sure, we'll 600. go with that. 600 six responses. 6,000 responses. <laughs> it's a really small bar, so I'm not sure how this is going to work. <laughs> we enough. had to rent the other room at the uh, at the 
Mid America Center. Yeah. What, are yeah, they, yeah. Uh, we'll what do they call that? that? Uh, I think they call it Ameristar Casino. I think is what they call it. We just rented the whole thing. So it'll be fun. But THN night at the casino. The just come in. Tell them you're with the two headed nerd. They're going to give you a bunch of money. It's THN night at the casino. We just walk in and say, I'm with two headed nerd. They're going to give you a bunch of money and then you just play, you know, and we're going to have fun. It's going to be great. No, what, what I think I'm going to do actually is uh, about middle of the week, depending on how many responses we get, I'm just going to put up an event on the, on the fan site Yeah, and uh, Let's do it. with all the details as far as when and where, and then just let it lie where it goes from there. Awesome. We're super Sweet. excited. Um, yeah. Comic-Con is going to be great. If there's an option yeah. to make the event open, cause I know that the fan group is private. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can, maybe we can put the event on the, the two edit nerd page. Yeah, proper. we'll do it there. Yeah. We'll put that it way we can okay. share it on Twitter and yeah. then we can put it on the fan page as well. We'll do it there for people that yeah. aren't fans yeah, so they can come too. I'll go ahead and, um, <laughs> so you can send me the information, Jeff, and we'll put it together. Awesome. Okay, cool. JD, appreciate your work. Always good to talk to you, brother. Have did, a good wait, weekend. Thank you. Did JD tell us his favorite? See bar? you at the con. Huh? Did you tell us your favorite bar, JD? Yeah. It was yeah, it's the bar from Dresden, from the Dresden Files. Files. The bar from Dresden Files. You were sitting right there. Come on, man. Listen, but you got on this whole talk about the book itself. You didn't really linger on I'm the bar. I'm opening these phone lines back up, JD. We'll talk to well, you the soon. the bar is cool because the bar is set up with, like, everything's in 13s because it's designed to dispel magical energy. Sure. See, now we're getting into it. Now I'm, getting, <laughs> now I'm understanding why you like the bar. Okay. And, and it's also considered neutral ground according to the Unsealia Accords, so nobody can have any supernatural fights in the bar itself. That's fun. Dig it, just like Holy Ground Highland. That is fun. That's Holy exactly ground. what I was thinking, too. Yeah. There was also that bar in uh, oh, what was the Alan Moore book where all the superheroes lived? Uh, top 10. There was a, the oh. bar where all the gods could come, but none of the gods were allowed to fight. And, yeah, see? and Loki <laughs> right. got murdered in the bar, and the cops had to come and investigate Loki's murder, and they were like, well, who would want to kill him? And they're like, well, everybody here hates him. <laughs> and then in the end, he's like, I'm alive. And they're like, yay, it's a celebration. He's okay. And they're like, God, I hate these god murders. <laughs> so great. Nice. All right, JD, we'll talk to you later, man. Talk to you later. Bye. See you, Jeff. I can't remember the name of the bar, but yeah, it was where all the gods would drink in the top 10 world Mm. and you weren't allowed to have, there was no religion. You were not allowed to talk religion. (laughs) That was like rule number one, no fighting and no speaking about religion. Nice. (laughs) So great. Cause of course that would start fights, you know? Yeah. What can you do? It does. Yes. It starts fights. Guess who called? It's your favorite. It's our buddy. uh, Our buddy Willie Tooth's favorite. Oh, uh, sweet. Lola <laughs> here, back after a brief hiatus for the question of the week. I had to go kind of obscure on this one and pick Satana, and then send her somewhere oddly specific, the 1640s. Hmm. She could move through Europe and America as a traveling stage magician, all the while searching for her missing father. Of course... All the talking backwards, sexy tuxedos, and actual feats of magic would scandalize the countryside and draw the attention of witch hunters who were wandering England, hanging, burning, and crushing people with reckless abandon. Satana would take up the cause of saving the falsely accused and fighting a few real witches along the way to the ultimate showdown with the Witchfinder General himself. You could even throw in a good romantic encounter with a fop version of Constantine for good measure. <laughs> 
<laughs> As for favorite fictional bar, I'm going to go with the really obscure and possibly real Smoking Crow, the fabled gathering spot of secret societies and mythical bird gods that has been supposedly operating for centuries. Definitely my kind of weird. Until next time. Later, Gators. Yo, well, later, Gators. I like it. I like That's those a ants. Uh, <laughs> okay. ended with the it's owl. It's not over until the owl does its thing. I yeah, love yeah. it. Uh, I was very confused at the beginning because I thought she said katana. Oh, that's no, funny. No, Zatanna. And I was like, oh, Zatanna, Katana. Yeah. And then she said something about tuxedos, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Zatanna. We got yes, to stop letting people call in and broadcast this and just hire everyone and start our writer's room. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I like These it. ideas are like too that. good. And we're just yeah, fun. like Zatanna during, during the yeah, witch trials is a the, solid the idea. The foppus John Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Like how could how could there not how can there have never been an Elseworlds about Zatanna and the witch trials? Yeah, no shit. I mean, this book writes itself. My God. Yeah, Willowa, stop giving this stuff away for free. All right, you're <laughs> slacking, Paul Dini. Get on it. No, it's perfect. Zatanna, uh, what, ugh, in the 1640s, dealing with the witch trials and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Speaking backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh man, like it. I love it. It's fantastic. What's up, Cotton? I see you in the chat. Cotton, you got Saturdays Sh- off now. You can call us. Come on, man. Seanix was watching. I want that dude to call. I miss him. Yeah, me too. Jeez, Sean. I do miss Sean. You're making this. Yeah. Sad. I don't know. See, I'm trying to, I'm going to check this out. I don't know if I can open this file or not. Harvey Locust sent us. Ooh. Oh, yep. Here we go. Yeah, I, play, I was able to play it on it's my phone. It's a plague of locusts. It's a weird quick time file. Harv, what are you doing, man? You have reached 1-800-I-FEEL-OKAY. To leave your own OK Soda related coincidence, <laughs> press 1. To listen to coincidences, press 2. To respond to the OK Soda personality inventory, this. press 3. To hear other fascinating options, press 4. <laughs> or if you're calling with a serious question or concern, please call 1 800 438 2653. Thank you. OK Soda was a thing in the 90s, and it was like Daniel Klaus designed the cans, and Robert yeah. Burns like had art for some of the cans, and it was not good. It was really bad. <laughs> it was OK. It tasted like someone poured <laughs> Pepsi in your Dr. Pepper, more or less. Yeah, it was OK at best. But the ad campaign- Well, they knew what they were doing when they named it, didn't they? Oh, my God. God, the ad campaign was incredible. And it was all these underground comic artists at the time. I loved it. I still have like some okay soda stuff somewhere downstairs. Awesome. Packed away. It was so yeah. fucking cool. Oh. My buddy had some my buddy had like a few okay soda cans on display in his room when we were in high school. Oh man. I was like, oh, those those are awesome. <laughs> Love uh, it. Harvey. So writes I in. have no idea what the hell Harvey was doing sending us this okay soda commercial. But here is the accompanying email that he sent in at 2.12 a.m. Hi, Guts. (laughs) I am saluting Steve right now. So I don't know if I'll be up early enough to call in. So I am emailing in my answer of the week, just in case. You know, I once knew a dude named just in case. Well, that's neither here nor there. Cheers, guys. Harv's. So I don't know that he actually <laughs> sent us his answer, Jeez. but we did get the OK Cola 1-800-I-FEEL-OKAY number. Harv is, okay, is, of course, talking about Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko died this week. He was a create, one of the co-creators of Spider-Man, 
of Doctor Strange, of several DC books, uh, Hawk and Hawk Dove, Dove, The Creeper. Creeper, Question. Oh, my God. Steve. Blue Beetle, Captain Adam. Yeah. Now, Steve Ditko was a complicated guy. He was not the... Uh, he was a staunch devotee of Ayn Rand. Yes. So he, there's that. He was, a, but, he was a complicated guy. But you cannot deny his, what he did for comics. You cannot deny his, the breadth of his work, how important he was. We don't have fucking Spider-Man without the guy. Come yeah, on. Right? You know, he also created Speedball. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> ah, and, and Squirrel Girl. And Squirrel Girl. There Jeez you go. Louise. Both of whom are set to star in an upcoming New Warriors TV show. Which would piss him off to no end. I'm sure. Yeah. Hawk and Dove are also going to be on the Titans show. So he's, uh, there's that too. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. Steve was famously gruff and, uh, outspoken about, he was also very withdrawn. Uh, yeah. he had a reputation. They called him the JD Salinger of comics. Uh, he refused almost every interview request, but by all accounts in his personal interactions, he was very affable and kind and yeah. generous with his time. Yeah, you like you will uh, never Dan- hear creators say bad stuff about him, except for Stan Lee, who was ripping him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Dan Slott ha- posted a very heartwarming story uh, yesterday on Facebook. Before he was uh, Dan Slott, the writer, he was in charge of returning original art to creators at Marvel. But in order to do that, he had to like mail them a form to fill out. This was the '90s, so it was like they had to mail it in the actual mail with a stamp. I don't even know what, what is that. About. Yeah, I don't I even know, remember right? that. I'm too young uh, to remember anything. So in like this that. in this Rolodex of artists, everybody, name, address, phone number, etc. Steve Ditko's card only had a phone number. They didn't know his address, and so he had to call Steve Ditko, and he was freaking out about it. Uh, and he said, you know, like don't freak out, don't freak out, don't freak out. And he knew in his head, like Ditko hated being asked about Spider Man. Yeah. So he's like, don't ask him about Spider-Man. Don't ask him about Spider-Man. And so <laughs> he called, he called Ditko and he's like, yeah, Mr. Ditko, my name's Dan Slott. I have this art to return to you, but I need your address so I can mail you the form. And Ditko said, Hey, you know what? I've got some free time. What if I just come down to the office right now? And Slot was like, absolutely. Holy crap. And so Steve Ditko came into the Marvel office to talk to Dan Slott. He was and he he was like he was dressed in like a nice like uh like a nice like gray jacket and a cap not like a ball cap but like an actual cap. I picture like him a, with a monocle and a top hat and <laughs> right, like yeah. a fur. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> like, he was and Slot just said he was exceedingly kind, and he filled out the form and the like the artwork was like lovingly gift wrapped. Oh man. Uh, not gift wrapped, but like wrapped in a bundle <laughs> and like, wrapped. <laughs> and then he left and he was gone. And that's how Steve, that's how Dan Slott met Steve Ditko and like changed his life forever. That was a fucking uh, amazing nice. story. And then I know. And then Slott goes on to write amazing Spider-Man and, and ugh, come on, come on. I, yeah. Like that. You can't get better than that. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ditko is a complicated guy, but I mean, ultimately we're all complicated people with different ideas and stuff like that. You cannot even put a measure on what he did for comics and it is a massive loss. And just seeing all these creators coming out and talking about what Steve Ditko meant to them and why they do what they do. Really heartwarming stuff for the dude was self-publishing his own comics till the day he died. Yeah. 
Nice. That, like you just Crazy. you just probably never saw them because there was it wasn't much that you could like just order from the diamond catalog. Right. No. Yeah, Steve Ditko, you will be missed. Complicated guy, he will be missed. Let's- Shifting gears uh, real quick, Patrick Cavanaugh wants to know, Matt, were you still at Westside when they had a dedicated OK Soda machine? Absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely was. I remember the day it showed up, I was just like, what is that? Because <laughs> it was just like this, it was, a, it was like a Pepsi machine or a Coke machine, whatever, the day before. And all of a sudden, it was just this giant gray machine that said, OK, in red letters. And I was like, what? <laughs> It was awesome. It's come to take over your life. Changed my freaking life. I loved it. All right. We got a voicemail here. From, uh, Cotton uh, Cotton says he's in the car traveling north to Sedona right now. Oh, nice. He's going to so go see some UFOs. He would, but he can't. Right. He's in the high desert plane where Art Bell used to uh, broadcast from. The Art Bell Show. Let us know if you've seen any UFOs. Coast to coast with Art Bell. That's where I got the name cover to cover. Don't trust the grace. There you go. You know, we're going to open an Antichrist line. If there's any Antichrist out there, we'd love to hear from you. You can call in at one 800 I loved that show. It was so great. All right, we got a voicemail from my ex-chef and buddy Marcus. Marcus also not at the meatball anymore. I think he is a street person living on the street now. Good for him. Hey, it's Marcus. Just a few things to say. Um... What did you thought about uh, LeBron and James going to the fucking Lakers? <laughs> um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is really good. It's a good family film. Kind of kind of know what's going to happen. And they do touch up on uh, Infinity War. Uh, I just got done reading The Witcher. Uh, uh, fucking... Okay. I think Marcus died. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he got done he reading got the done what? Re- the Witcher. I don't know if he was saying one of the graphic novels. No, he's heavy the into books. the Witcher original novels. The books. Yeah, because okay. he's that kind of nerd. Right also, on. like the Norwegian shit or whatever? No, well, it is a Norwegian guy that writes it, yes. But, and... Uh, the books are supposed to be fantastic. I don't know. I never read the books. I played The Witcher. I really liked the game. Although the dude's voice drove me nuts because he was like, I'm, I'm so macho. He's the Gerald. Witcher, bro. How about oh, a game of Gwent? The most macho Let's dude Let's play in a the game world. of Gwent. So I made, I made him have sex with every single dude I could find. There's a dragon attacking <laughs> the village, but I really need to win this game of Gwent. <laughs> the whole thing. I'll get to the dragon. So LeBron to the Lakers. I think it makes perfect sense. I was calling my shot on it. I should have bet on it. And because he can go and be famous. I think LeBron, and this is brief basketball talk, and then we'll go back. LeBron wants Thank to be God. the biggest thing in the world. Wants to be a billionaire. The LA is a place to go and do that. Okay. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover and interrupting NBA all-star talk. Caller who this? This is Shonix. Shonix! We summoned him. We guilted him into calling. It worked. (laughs) My arcane ritual was a success. I thought I called a while ago, but I, I think it was back in November. So it was a while (laughs) ago. Yeah, it was a while ago, buddy. (laughs) 10 years ago. it's been a long time. It How are you kids been. doing? We're doing good. We're doing oh, real well. We're doing all right, man. We were rapping about our favorite fictional bars. We were rapping about characters that we think would work in other time periods. We were rapping about Ant-Man and the Wasp, all kinds of stuff. What do you want to rap about? Well, well the favorite, favorite fictional bar is Valhalla and the Marvel U. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good answer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because mm-hmm. it's got my boy, Bill Cobb, in it. 
Mr. William Cobb the Third, okay. just a poor little Earthling, yeah. okay. you know, oh, this was with uh, from Guardians and made it into Valhalla. Yeah, yep, yep, yep that yep. story. How, how can you not? How can you not like dig that? Oh my God, that story where I forgot about Bill Cobb. Oh my God, mm-hmm. he was just this dude. Right, he was just a normal yeah. dude from yeah. Kansas when all the Asgardians yeah. were like floating above Kansas, and he was so brave that he made it. When he died, he got to go to Valhalla yep. and drink with the Hall yeah. of Heroes. Ugh. And he fell in love with like uh, an he Asgardian. Fell, yeah, he, he did. Fell in yeah. love he with them, right? The girl with the golden apple. Yeah, yeah, he did. Was it was it not Enchantress? What was her name? Oh God! No, it was, uh, uh, she was the the one that picked d- the tree. Yeah, I can't remember it. I think it's with like, a G, doesn't it? Um, Edun, maybe? No, like Griselda or something like that? or Gruden? Gruden or something. Or something like that. Grunhilda? I don't remember. No, this is good Facebook talk. Gundren? Right Gundren? Gundren? Gernbladston. I think that was it. Gernbladston. Is it Gertrude? Is it Gizzle Manizzle? It's Gumby. Something like that. I can't remember. Come on. Well, that's good to hear. Um, but I have, I, I do still read comics. That's, that's the name is Kelda. Kelda? Kelda. There it is. Kelda. No G. What? Yes. Sorry, Sean. You're in but, a uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I still read comics. That still does happen. That's good. Um, and I, I have to report there is a writer in the Marvel camp that is writing some mutants. And I'm having a fun time with him. <laughs> it's that Matthew he's, he's, Rosenberg guy. Listen he's to back, you. He's back to a mutant thumbs up. You're back. Seanix, the therapy's working. Well, he he's uh, he did that. I read that first multiple man. I dug that. That was great. But I've been reading that new mutants book. And it's been fun with that team if, with Ileana and Strong Guy. And oh, all yeah, those yeah, yeah. That's Rosenberg, that's too, isn't it? has been fun. New mutants, so dead souls. Yeah, I think Rosenberg like, is promising, and he has just started that new run on Astonishing, astonishing right? Yeah. And yeah, I, I picked up that one, too, and I'm glad that Havoc isn't a dick anymore. Yeah, they need right? They just fix that. Though so I do like that everybody kind of hates him. I, I mean, I guess I like there's lasting repercussions if you're going to do that shit. I forgot it even happened, you know, because everything else just sort of gently went away after they got inverted. Right. But for some reason, Havoc was still an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Axis was yep. so bad. Runs in the family, um, I guess. Axis was, Axis was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I still think, you know, Koshak should come come back to earth and just start smacking his kids around but <laughs> marvel probably wouldn't allow that in their books no no <laughs> child abuse isn't funny anymore <laughs> <laughs> they're adults man it's not child abuse yeah, whatever adults. whatever i suppose kids right. gloves <laughs> and, and how how about dc just telling like comic retailers hey fuck you guys <laughs> yeah Here you oh go. yeah dude here's batman <laughs> Let, let's get into I mean, it. Let's get into the Batman wedding debacle real quick. For those of you who don't know, and I'm if you're that's watching, that's my nickname, Batman wedding. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be Batman debacle. I thought that was that's my nickname, Batman debacle. <laughs> the New York Times was given a story by DC that basically leaked the ending of the Batman wedding three days before it came out. DC, it was actually they did it. On Sunday, the story came out on yep. Sunday. Yeah, I suppose it was. Yeah, it was a Sunday edition. You're right. So four days before it came out because of the holiday or whatever. That crap's happened before, though, with other comics. That stories. crap has yes, definitely happened before. But that doesn't make it okay. I'm not. No, saying and it's the okay. difference. The difference here is that they spoiled the end of the story in the headline. Yeah. 
so that even if you just happen to see it scrolling through Facebook or Twitter or whatever, even if you didn't click on it, you spoil, you were spoiled. Yeah. It was like, they don't get married. Like capital letters. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what people were upset about. Like Marvel spoiled the death of Captain America. They spoiled the, uh, uh, the Kitty and Colossus thing from a couple weeks ago. That nobody like, cared about and still cares nobody about. Nobody cared about. Except <laughs> for comic book resources keeps like putting out these little tweets with stories like, which wedding was better? And if you and if you read the if you read like all the comments, everyone's just like, fuck you. Bruce shut Banners. up. Comic book resources is the worst. They got bought out and now they are like the they are a bad version of BuzzFeed for comics. They're the Wizard Magazine of BuzzFeed. Oh, basically. nice! <laughs> yeah, Jing like- Gray and Cyclops had the best wedding because Wolverine was in the bushes threatening <laughs> Sabretooth not to do anything. Or he'd kill him. It was awesome. <laughs> It was uh, fantastic. But it was a whole thing. So they, people were upset that their comic got spoiled, and then people were upset about the end of the comic as well. So And, and retailers were upset because of the fan outrage uh, potentially leading to a loss in sales yeah, right. and if they, after DC pushed them so hard to go all in yep. on all these variant covers and stuff. Right. Yep. So, so I did, they marketed I, I the hell did, out of the book. I did book, pre-order retailers this fell book. For it, and I then didn't they buy it at it. all. But I pulled it off the shelf. I was like, well, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to, I'm supporting, I'm yeah. going to buy it because someone didn't buy it because of that article. Right. So, what did you think? Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was exactly like I thought it would happen. Okay. I mean, it wasn't going to happen. No. We all knew I called it wasn't going to happen. And I won that nerd bet. I, I thought they were going to get married. I, I thought it was going to happen. Did you? Me too, too. Oh. Yeah, I just, I did. It just seemed like, you know. It seemed like the natural progression of the characters and the way DC's been handling but them. And I didn't think it was going to happen, but I didn't think that it would not happen this way. Mm. You know what I mean? Company, the yeah. big two, especially DC, are allergic to letting their iconic characters actually change. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. And that's the reason but why they, we yeah. get like Spider-Man's marriage getting in, uh, yeah, yeah. erased. Yeah. We get some bullshit. Uh, well, it wasn't erased. It was supernaturally annulled. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, get, yeah. we get some bullshit uh, directive from Dan DiDio that says none of our superheroes can be married. Do you remember that? Yeah. From a few years back? Yeah, because he wants all the, like, I, I don't know if Dan DiDio thinks there's, like, a legion of dudes that live in their mom's basement three years. Like, well, I'm never getting married. I can't relate to Batman at all. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He found love. Yeah. He's not brooding like me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm going to get on my men's rights uh, website and yell about this right now. <laughs> They ruined my Star Wars movies, and now this. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. I I did not love the end of it, and I still don't totally get it. So I, I, Tom, oh, I, Tom King, Tom King said you. the story's not over. On that one. You know what I mean? Like, I know the story's not over, but the way that they led up to this and the way they did it with like Catwoman is just like, nah, I'm not going. It just proves that comics are written for like a 
longer form than they're delivered. You well, no, I mean? and like that's true. Like it's more of a, it's, it's about the collection now. That is true, but they but still they were like the wedding issue. They're getting yeah, married. Uh, Here's all yeah, the one my, shots leading up to the marriage, and then nothing that happened in any of those one shots, which were really good, by the way. Nothing that happened in any of those one shots played into this issue, had anything to do with this issue, and I would argue they lied in the solicit, just straight up lied. They're like, all their friends are here for the wedding. It's the wedding you've been waiting for. Like Superman, (laughs) the Flash, and Cyborg, and like Damien's the Flower Boy, or whatever, you know? And like, no, none of that shit happened. Zero. And and you spoiled the story in the the New York Times. They went to the wrong roof, yeah. Maybe she got the address wrong. No, Uh, no, if you look at it, the letters start by saying they met each other in different places. Right. Right, yeah, so, yeah. I, so that is a little, and then I think they went to the wrong roost because she was upset, and he was like, what? And, yeah. Okay, see, I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> no, like, so no, the, the story saying, was that, like, like she I just thought, think they don't one think of them they thought that they other. met on the roof, and one of them thought they met on the street. Right. So I don't think well, that Bruce <laughs> went to the wrong roof. I just think that she, he, she didn't show up. Yeah, wow. But she did um, show up in her wedding dress onto the wrong roof. Well, I mean, she was ready to get married because they were at the manor together beforehand. Yeah. And then she had second thoughts because of Holly, which was because of the villains, right. which was a neat twist, I thought. It was yeah. neat. It was a neat twist. I still want to know so, who the dude in the Batman costume is on the last page. Yeah, I don't know. Like, right. uh, so we, that, we just, talked about... Those are all those little things where people go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this on the show before the idea that like these characters, when they were created in the golden age, they were never meant to survive. They were never meant to be. Oh, sure. You know, icons that lasted a century. No, that's true. That's absolutely true. They were written for, they were written for children and they were meant to be disposable, which means that like, in 10 years, in 15 years, the, the kids would have been onto something else or there would have right. been a new generation of kids and they would right. have had new characters. But the re- but because these characters became so popular, so phenomenally popular, these corporations are terrified to alter the formula that works. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're scared that they're going to lose their audience the same way that WWE keeps trying to pound Roman Reigns down our throat same way <laughs> oh God, down. and every settle five down. years Hulk Hogan's going to come back and the old guys are going to come back and watch wrestling again uh, Hulk Hogan's going to show up drop the n-bomb get fired again you know <laughs> no they only bring the old guys back to help the news guys wrestle that's the only reason they bring it's them. true it is true and then and they go okay we'll go along your way you let them you let them win something so. but then <laughs> They, these companies uh, do this nonsense where they tease these stories that promise change and then they don't deliver. Right. Right. Absolutely. And they don't trust the audience enough to go along with it. Yeah. And it just, and this was, a, and I, I get it. The story's not over. Maybe they will get married in a little bit, but it, this was a weird way to extend it and almost feels like they're like, I bet I, we could smash 12 more issues out of this, <laughs> you know, like, come like on. Tom King says his run, like he wants his run to last another 50, which means a hundred issues. Great. I'm into it. 
But I'm not waiting another 50 fucking issues to, of this bat and cat bullshit to see them get married, you know, or whatever. I, I didn't care for it in the beginning. When you got to this part, I kind of cared. And then you pulled the rope, the, the rug out from under me. And I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck this. I don't care. I do not care about the relationship. It's stupid. Batman would not get married. That's not what he does. He's Batman. He is a crazy person. <laughs> He's nuts. She's not too. She's not too smart herself. Right, so, and Catwoman. I mean, it, yeah. Catwoman's a criminal. Puts her, <laughs> she is a criminal. At the end of the day, steals stuff. I don't care if it's for the right reasons. Well, it, you're a criminal. Keep your yeah, enemies closer. Yeah, I mean, closer. maybe it was a good way to lead into Catwoman number one that came out the same day. It, I don't know. Yeah. Like, hey, watch the further adventures of her after she stood him up. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and the runaway bride. It didn't really take a whole. Yeah. It didn't take a whole lot away from it from that Catwoman number one for me, because that's like what Catwoman should be doing, I guess is doing her own thing and, you know, being in Gotham yeah. and whatever. And Catwoman number one had a lot of great aftermath moments. Like yeah. um, when Alfred sent her her box of stuff. Yeah. And she got really upset. Like, you know? I really liked that. I did too. But again, it's like, Alfred would have burned it. It didn't have to. It didn't have to happen like this. <laughs> the, the I mean, Alfred they, from the video games. Is that what you're talking about? They could have gotten married, and it would have been well, that fun. one too. That one too. But he 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 has a, probably has this whole pile that's out one of the windows of May, Wayne Manor, and it's just this huge pile of women's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> boxes of women's stuff. Yeah, and, he's, right. and he's like, Alfred, return that to Mrs. So and So. And he's like, We'll do, sir. And then he's like, I ain't going back out the out the window. Right away, like the north second floor north, north side, side and he's yeah. like so don't go over there bad memories down the hall uh it depends on which alfred we're talking about is this like uh the telltale games that's alfred what, that's what i was like, talking about yeah thomas oh, wayne's a real is actually a criminal jeez yeah, uh, that's, that's some nonsense. That's a whole nother conversation that i can have with sean seanix it is always good to talk to you well, yeah. thank you for calling well, yeah I might have to call back because um, maybe I can talk about my my Justice League problems and we can figure that out too. I and, would love to. You know, we can work road. through this. The, let's just make ultraviolet. Let's make it a therapy. Ultraviolet core. Okay. Anyway, we'll make it a therapy we'll session and we it's will the work through these. The invisible spectrum, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous, everybody. It is so ridiculous. <laughs> That's why I stopped at issue two. Okay, kids. Great talking to you guys. Good to talk to you. You too, Sooner than later. Please do. All right, buddy. Love that guy. (laughs) I do too. I've known Sean for... Since 1997. Too damn long. There you go. Let's get into it. I love that, dude. We got five minutes left. Let's get into it. Our answers to the question of the week. Ah, Hold that thought. Hold on. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who this? It's Brian Domingo. Brian Domingo. Yes. You made it. You made it in, brother. I did. What's going on, guys? Uh, point of clarification. Was it you that steered Sir Lord, Stately Lord Fungus towards Warren Ellis novels, or was it actually J.D. Ketchumal? Oh, um, I know I, we talked, he and I talked about it on Twitter a little bit. Okay. It was, I there you go. I got that, there first. Yeah. Confirmation. Yeah. It was you. We're done. All right. Done. Okay. There we go. Did you doubt um, the I, fungus? I just wasn't certain. You know, okay. He's had some medical issues. He sounded a little spun out today. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to rap about, Brian? Um, you know, the news about Steve Ditko, you guys talk about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. 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 I, it's I very mean, sad. He, like that one really hurt. 
Yeah, it's hard because he seemed like such a guy who was like so like, you know, just like he had like emotional strife yeah. and just seemed like upset all the time. So it's like, I mean, 90 is very old. Um, and so it's like, you know, I hope he found peace, you know, because he's, you know, he, it just it seemed like he kind of he wasn't like an old curmudgeon. He's not like Alan Moore, like bitching about everybody all the time. But he just seemed like totally. just really bothered by everything all the time and just like, oh, you know, just, you know. Like the, 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 you know, the, the pained artist sort of thing. Yeah. He and did. He was so not, think that, you know, for a long time there, out. he was thought as like a comically grumpy old man. Yeah. Which I mean, well, I mean, I get some so of it. He never he saw had, the same amount of money that Stan Lee saw. He was bitter about it. He was he had a very justifiable more. reason yeah. for breaking with Marvel. Like he had a falling out with Stan Lee over the amount of credit he was receiving for his contributions. Right. Stan Lee very famously steamrolls over most of his collaborators and takes the lion's share of credit. This is not a secret. This is, this is open knowledge in the comics industry and Ditko wasn't having it. Yeah. And so after 38 issues of Spider-Man, he said, I'm out. Yeah. You can't blame the guy certainly for being upset about it. And yeah, he missed out on and, probably millions of dollars. By all accounts, Steve Ditko, like Stanley may have written dialogue, but by all accounts, Steve Ditko wrote those issues. Yeah. Like he was responsible for the plotting and the the direction of those comics. And he doesn't get the credit for it that he probably deserves. That would make anybody angry. And, uh, you know, so he went off and he did his own thing for a long time. And even those characters, when he broke from Marvel and he went to Charl- uh, Charlton, he created characters that are now like mainstays in the DC universe. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the dude, like everything he touched had a huge impact. Yeah. We talked so, about like how complicated it is when somebody, somebody like this dies who, like when, and I'm not wishing death on John Byrne, but we will have a we'll have a similar discussion about John Byrne when he passes. Like the guy was famous for being pretty gruff, and maybe he had good reasons to do so, and maybe not all were great reasons. But it's we got to remember him for their body of work, for what they did, you know, and separate the man from the art a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And just celebrate what the guy did. We, without him, we don't have Spider Man. We don't have Doctor Strange. We don't have some super iconic crap, you know? That's important. I totally yeah. agree. Brian, did I lose you? No, you don't. I'm just, it's, I don't want to talk over you. Oh, I no, agree. You're fine. Okay. He, was, he was ruminating. We're done talking over you. Come back to us. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like it's a, like Burn is, I think, different in just so that he's like, he's, lo- he's looking for a fight. Yeah. You know, he fights about everything <laughs> yes, where, yes. where Ditko was just kind of like, like he just seemed exhausted and he seemed like just going, you know, because there was a story I read. Um, I mean, there's a million, million stories on Twitter from um, last night, you know, last night, but um, it's just a story about how he, some, someone got into uh, Gary Groth introduced this person to Ditko and they like, they went to his apartment and he, was clearly like annoyed that they were there, but he still talked to them like politely and had like a really good conversation for like an hour and a half. Hmm. Like he just yeah. was like, you know, it was this weird thing of like, Oh, but 
he can't like he's just so smart he can't not engage and he had like this really like intense conversation and the guy was just like in awe of this thing and I don't know I like the first thing I read when I saw it I was like yeah I, I hope that he's like I, I hope he found peace in the end because yeah. he just seems so injured by and not in like a bad right. way just in like and, a, like, um, and his his story was you know, so his story was so was, sad yeah in a way like uh, the the piece that I read about his passing did not mention that he actually died on June 29th. It's July right. 7th. Are you kidding me? We found me? out right. about it yesterday. Are you f- seriously? Oh, that makes yes. it so much he worse. He died on July 29th and they didn't find him for two days. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was alone in his apartment. And by like nobody actually knows anything like uh, oh. about his personal life. But by all accounts, he never married. He, he had nobody. And yeah. so he died alone in his apartment. They didn't find him until Ugh. two days later. And we're only just now hearing about it. I hate, oh, you hate to hear something. And like that. it's just like, ah. and part of that is his own doing. Like he was, it was his right. choice to separate himself. Yes. And that's fine because I get it. Like comics industry media bullshit is bullshit. Sure. That but, is, that's a lot of anger to hold on to for that many years though. But like, I mean, uh, that's, that's terrible. I just wish, you know, I wish that we had known more about what was going on with him. Right. But, you know, that was his own decision. Yeah, I suppose so. Right. Yeah, I mean, and if you, nothing else. And you can't get that information without invading his privacy, which is not what he wants. So. Precisely. Yeah. 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 God, what a horrible. I, that's just awful. I hate to hear stuff like that. Ugh. All right. Well, way to end the show on a brutal down. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, me, let, me, let me talk about my favorite bar real quick. Can I talk do about your favorite it. bar. Do Let's do it. it. Okay. Uh, favorite bar, obviously, it's Noonan's from Hitman, right? How, oh, how many fuck, times? Yeah. I was waiting for someone to call in with this one. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh my god, Noonan's, Noonan's bar, and, and not only Noonan's is amazing, but also still in continuity, which is the best part. So <laughs> miraculously, still in continuity. Yeah, <laughs> I love that answer so much. That is a fantastic answer, Brian. It is always good to talk to you. The Bator is still yeah, the bartender, the Lord God Emperor <laughs> of Jesus. the THN forums. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> there he is. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, buddy. We'll see you, Brian. Have a good one. All right, let's get into it. Let's start with our bars, our favorite bars, while we're on the subject. My favorite fictional bar. It's got to be Warriors. Guy Gardner's Fuck bar. yes, it's Warriors. Uh, Warriors. It's got to be Warriors. it's Warriors. It's Guy Gardner's, like, space sports bar, basically. <laughs> it's just a regular bar, but, like, yeah. superheroes go to it. Yeah, it's, like, a space sports bar, and they've got, like, all this, like, GL stuff on display. It's on Earth. It's not in space. Oh, that's it's right. in New York it, City. That's right. It is in New York City. But there was one where he opened one in space as well. Is I it, believe he opened one on Oa. Yes. He opened a franchise on Oa. Yeah. <laughs> is it hard to find the bar unless you know it's there? No. No, no. It's nope. just a regular bar. It's, like, a tourist attraction. Like, you could go to warriors and see like all sorts of yeah. superhero memorabilia. Okay. It's like the hard right rock on. cafe okay. for, right. for right. the green lantern. Yeah. Right and cool. then like if Superman wanted to wind down and have a drink after work, he sure. would go to warriors. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Maybe that's a bad example. Uh, yeah. Probably not so much Superman, but let's say booster gold had a rough day. He'd go <laughs> kick up his feet, you know, beer in a shot with blue beetle at warriors. Why not? <laughs> oh, you got a couple of uh, things going on here in chat. Patrick Kavanaugh says that, uh, Catwoman's logic was sound, and that with the booster gold arc, she saw that a happy Bruce means no Batman. Okay. So he says she could have done a better way, but. No, he's not wrong. Taking, you know, and that's something I didn't think about that whole booster gold arc and how she was right there and saw like 
we need the Batman, and the Batman has to be who the Batman is. I didn't He's really, got to be grim. I didn't really take that into account, but yeah, he has to be. You can't have a Batman he, in a good mood. Look what happened when, he Billy, also, when Billy Joel he, got in a good mood, he started writing shit music, man. You know, like, that's just how it goes. <laughs> River of Dreams. Go back know. to cocaine, Billy <laughs> Joel. Uh, but Patrick also says, I agree that the buy-in that DC expected of us only for it to be a complete non-event was bullshit. Yeah, that's my problem with it. Like the way the story ended, whatever. I'm not like super mad about that, but yeah, the way they built it up in the buy-in, that that was the horse shit right there. Totally. Uh, Willowa Willowa says, I totally forgot the bamboo house of dolls from Richard Cadry's Sandman Slim. It's a tiki punk bar. Great stuff. Um, I did not understand any of her picks <laughs> uh, because I am not good at books. Willowa delves deep, man. Those are you. Yeah, she right? swims in the deep water. I like nerds like us can barely hang with her. <laughs> the deep woods. Uh, she's yeah. in the deep woods with the owls. Yeah. She's too smart for dummies. Like, yeah, us. she is. Uh, thank uh, but you warriors for- is my answer too. Yeah. I love warriors. Well, mine is the end of the last home from the Dragon La- Dragonlance novels. That's a rad it's bar. It's a badass uh, bar built up in a giant, the boughs of a gigantic tree. Uh, it's where the heroes of the lance would go to hang out. It's supposedly really nice and cozy and is well known for its fine dark ales, spiced potatoes, and a warm hearth. Who doesn't like a spiced Let potato? Let me tell you. <laughs> Come on. I love a good spiced potato. <laughs> I, I just love uh, treehouse things, you know, like the Ewok Village. Cash yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Shit like that. I yeah. Just... Carved out of a huge tree. That bar sounds awesome. Yep. Uh, uh, quick shout out. I, and I can't believe that uh, Domingos or JD Gotta Catch didn't bring this up, but the bar from Warren Ellis's Wildstorm stories, that's like. In the ruins of irradiated Russia, oh, where people yeah. go. Like, don't at me about this because I'm not remembering all the details, but it popped up in Planetary, it popped yeah. up in Stormwatch, yes. it popped up in probably the Authority. Uh, it's it, And it was like a recurring thing, and it was like, it was like the bar at the end of the world, right? Right. Uh, and it was like in the ruins of Chernobyl or something crazy like that, like uh, some, uh, or Tunguska. Tunguska. Tung- yeah. Tunguska. Uh, like, and it was, yeah, this just this desolate place in this dead zone where people went when they had nothing left. I'm pretty sure it was Tunguska because it was in Siberia. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. awesome. Yeah. Totally rad. Great that answer. might not be fictional. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's it probably is. fictional. Pretty sure it is. All right. Yeah, well, like, I don't know. Can you still, can you go to Tunguska these days? I think so. I think it's hard to get to. There's a lot of mud, you know, yeah. and when there's not mud, there's a lot of, Snow and ice. So I don't know. Don't at me, bro. So don't at me, yeah, Russians. Don't at me. I, I'm sure I just pissed off our whole Russian audience. You know, just that's go, the philosophy of this show. We're going to say wrong things. We don't need to correct our presidential elections. You jerks. <laughs> now answer the week. What's the, what's your answer of the week then? Answer of the week. That's a tough. See, this one is really tough because a lot of the like time changed like hero stuff that they've, I've, yeah, that they've kind of, they've kind of done, done a they've lot of done them. done a lot yeah. of it, and mm-hmm. I don't really know. Like, I could pick my favorite one of those, you know, but, like, it's tough. It's really tough. I couldn't get off the Punisher, and so then I thought, let's do something with the Punisher, like make him, uh, put him in a Frank Frazetta fantasy painting, you know what I mean? Like the death, oh, yeah. Like the Death Dealer. Yeah. But it's, oh, <laughs> but yeah. it's, the, <laughs> but it's Frank Castle. 
chopping fuckers up in the, some dark fantasy realm, man. That's kind of what I would. That that's all I could. That's all I could really shake in my head. I see. Now I had like a Django Unchained kind of Punisher thing going on. Oh, okay, yeah. Where you had a black Punisher mm-hmm. in the South, mm-hmm. like coming out of the cotton fields, sick of putting up with slavery, <laughs> tired of seeing his friends put down, and just goes, "I'm going to murder." Every slave owning Southerner that I come across. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Dig it. It would be awesome. You know, oh, oh, that would be so cool. Joe Patrick. Um, I feel like a character like Captain America would lend itself well to being transplanted into like maybe the revolutionary era. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Um, though we have seen similar things, like we joked about the spirit of 76. Right. Though he was like from the 40s, not really the Revolutionary War. But like a character during the Revolutionary War, like inspiring the American army. Yeah, a superpowered uh, power. They fought redcoats. Sure. You know, like leading leading these hopeless Minutemen against uh, uh, impossible odds. Like Mel Gibson in The Patriot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, yeah, uh, Mel Gibson yeah, in The Patriot. Yeah. Sure. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so yeah, I think that would be fun. All right. I like it. Now, it's, uh, it's time for us to get out of here. But before we do, we need a new question of the week for these nerds to mull over. We do. Hit us up, Joe. This week's new question comes from Brian Domingos. You may have just heard him on this very podcast. Maybe. He posted it on the THN forums. He says, name a low-profile book and or story arc by a famous creator or creative team that you love, but... You don't think enough people have read it. His examples are the Brian Azzarello, Eduardo Rizzo, Johnny Double series from Vertigo and the Pete Tomasi, Doug Mankey, Black Adam series from DC. Awesome. This Both are one. great examples. This is going to be a good one. Before we get out of here, what are we so, reading this weekend? Bottom line, the bottom line is, you know, oh, sorry. underrated, underappreciated story from a high profile creator or team. Love it. Before we get out of here, what are we reading this weekend? Willie Toots, go. Uh, I'm going to make an effort to read a comic book this week because I've been so deep in my D&D reading that I need to, I need to step away from a little bit. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what's at the top of the pile. I've got okay. a, I think I'm going to try to, because I attempted it already once, uh, but I find it's really difficult. I have that um, most recent Madman 3D book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that recent anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like four years old, maybe. At least. Uh, but I tried reading it, and God damn it. Like, there's so much to read, and with the 3D glasses on the old time, like, 3D comic books are fun. Yeah. But they should be visual. They shouldn't be yes. a lot of reading. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, it's I totally agree. It's hard to read a text box or a word balloon. With all this crap, with it being like, yeah, jumping out at you. Hot you know take. What I mean? so Hot like, take. Three D sucks. No, I love it. No, I, I, I love it. I mean the idea of it. I, I love it in print. I want to take the glasses off, but I want it just to be like a piece of the book. You know what I mean? Like, fair enough. We go into a three D realm for like three or four pages, and right, it's right, mostly right. a visual, visual thing. Yeah, and then you're back off of it. I'm that, done with that's, that. That's that's what I'm into. Joe Patrick, what are you reading? Uh, so this. Week or this month, Marvel is doing a promotion, an Ant Man and the Wasp promotion for Marvel Unlimited. Yes, and uh, 
you can get your first month of Marvel Unlimited for just two cents. Why charge two any? cents? Why charge anything? I feel like why two not do it for cents. free? <laughs> because that's the joke, right? It's reduced. It's debigulated. Oh, okay, debigulated. Uh, I get it. Uh, and so ah, I signed up. I signed up for Marvel Unlimited, and I have finally started rereading Mark Wade and Mike Waringo's Fantastic Four. Nice. Like you said, you wanted to. Now, are you going to jump out when the price goes back up? Are you going to hop out? I might stick with it for a little while He's if gonna, I don't can. To do that. If I can justify the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. I have a hard enough time. Keeping up with comics as it is, going back and reading other comics for fun is a challenge. Right. So if I find that I'm not making the time, I'll 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 punch out. But fair enough. Well, based- two cents for a month at least. I'm in. There you go. There you go. Based on what JD got a catch was telling us, I am going to sit down and read the Arcane Cocktail Enthusiast because it sounds. Totally radical. Sweet. And I love stories where magic is like an everyday thing where like you go to your mechanic and he's like, man, let me have a look. And he pulls out his wand and like, we don't scribble a Like Aerosmith. Yeah. Like Aerosmith. Shabang. Yeah. I love Fixed. stories like that or like different magics to, you know, make food and cocktails. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. All right, kids. Thank you to everybody that called in. Thank you to everybody that chatted at us. Everybody that watched us on Facebook. We don't have a show without you guys. So if you're thinking about calling, just friggin' do it. Not now, because the show is ending. But you can always leave a message, 402-819-4894. That phone number is always working, constantly. Call us, talk to us, leave a message. Go see Ant-Man, because next week we're going to do a full-on Ant-Man spoiler show. We're going to talk about all of it. We want to get your thoughts, your feelings. We want you to think them and feel them all over the place. It's going to be gross. You can also shoot us an MP3 at twoheadednerd at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. The show is for you. We want to talk about anything. And this is your way to interact with us. So do it. All right, you jerks. Right now, we got to get out of here. This is uh, Matt Bomb. Uh, Willie Toots. And Joe Patrick. There he is. (laughs) (laughs) The Do It a Nerd. Signing off.